Hello Cape Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman the Animated Series Podcast. I'm your host Alex Robson and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist, writer and the guy whose greatest fear is losing his limbs. It's Mr. Will Robson. Mm, Say hello yes, Will. This is, <laughs> this is true. I was and, thinking... and a combination of having them being eaten off of me. Oh, I didn't even know In that. In terms of zombie, shark, any anything. <laughs> Too scary. All right. Well, moving swiftly on then, let's talk about the art life. Uh, what's happening in the art yeah, world? What's you? do your fear then? What's my fear? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Well, I'd determine yours. You'd have to determine yours mine. Yours is uh, turning into a hideous monster, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it would be turning and, in. And being like uh, the people you love looking at you. You know what like it is? Disgusting monster. You know what it is? Help um, me. Help you know, me. You know in District 9 where yes. he starts turning into the prawn? Yeah. That is my greatest fear. It's slowly yeah. turning and in front of everyone. And like you've got this grotesque thing that's just starting to like take over your body. I remember watching that movie and being so just shook by all of that, like his transformation and like how his eye was turning and stuff. It's why like the fly, all of that stuff, just oh, a slow transformation into some sort of insect or creature. Mm. I'm out. That's so scary to me. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. To zombies as well. Yeah, true, I guess. But once you, but you said it's the difference between turning into like a rotting dead corpse, then turning into a monster. Yeah, because yourself is gone. You're dead. If you're a zombie, you're yes. dead. Yes. But if you're a, if you're a, a fucking plon from um, District Nine, then you you're aware. Like that guy is aware that he was once a human, and now he's a a gross alien prawn. Well, to you, to the prawn, they probably <laughs> are very attractive. You're being very thoughtful today. This is <laughs> this is very interesting. You're being very self aware and thoughtful um all right woke wobby how's the art life <laughs> it's because i've had iced teas today so i'm very awake um uh well i'm waiting to hear back from some publishers about future work i've got some feelers out there i should be hearing soon so i assume i'll be back to work next week hopefully yeah but besides that i've been really focusing on my kickstarter recently i've been putting together a preview package for it um so if you go to speechcomics.com and you sign up for my newsletter on there you will eventually in the next probably month receive a free preview version of the book that i will be launching on kickstarter march 1st which is called outbreaks which will be an ongoing zombie anthology comic much in the vein of black mirror meets the walking dead and i'm very much looking forward to it if it's successful, my brother has a ton of story ideas as well that are very good that we'll try and uh, create together, which would be certainly very nice for us. So hopefully this will be a little sort of side success, little book that we can all enjoy. Everyone out there who is a zombie fan and a fan of taking the zombie genre and combining it with a plethora of other dramas, whether it be courtroom drama, noir, cowboy shenanigans, pirates, this, that and the other. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I love it. I mean, you got that pitch down now, bud. That was very impressive. I'm just like, yeah, he's nailing it. Oh, I was just speaking. Um, well, you know what? I'm not much of a caffeine drinker, but I'm feeling very alert today. <laughs> this raspberry iced tea is your natural elixir. Oh, um, it's good stuff. I might have to yeah. take a break and get some more. <laughs> this this podcast is not brought to you by iced tea. By this is brought to you by specifically Lipton <laughs> raspberry iced tea. 
Um, yeah, that sounds great. I'm really excited. I can't wait to see more. You shared some pages of the first story. Do you want to share what the first story is about for anyone that's interested? Yeah, the first story in the book is called Rotten Luck, and it's about two guys locked in the drunk tank at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse, and they've got to figure out how the hell they're going to get out of their jail cell, because on the other side of the bars is a bunch of zombies. So it's basically like Great Escape uh, meets Shaun of the Dead, because it's a dark comedy. Um, and it's it's the first thing I ever wrote and finished, and I got someone to draw because I wrote this, God, I guess. 2012, 13? Mm, later than that. No, Probably later than that. Six or, six or seven years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, and I've been editing, you know, now it's nice to, you know, all the artwork's done. It just I just need to pay for the colorist and the printing. That's why I'm taking it to Kickstarter. But um yeah, it's so funny seeing the old writing. I've been tweaking it now because I'm I'm also editing it and lettering it. So, yeah, this is a huge passion project of mine, and uh, I really hope it gets funded. I still haven't figured out how much I'm going to ask for. I don't know if it's going to be three or four thousand pounds that I need to raise because I need to cross my T's and dot my I's in terms of how much is all actually going to cost. Because the thing is, is I'm trying to do everything as professionally as possible. You know, I'm hiring. Artists that work on big time books, colorists that work for Marvel, DC, Image, all the stuff. Like I'm putting it together like I am already an established, successful company hiring professionals because I want a professional uh, book. Like I well, want, you want to, quality work, don't you? I want absolute industry standard work. So sure, I could, I could, uh, you know, I could take, I could just print it right now and it would be black and white or I could color it myself, which I was trying to do. And it looked like fucking the dog's butthole. But um, yeah, I just want it to be what I pictured it in my head, which is, you know, a, a quality book that can be enjoyed by anybody that's a fan of zombies and, and beyond because that's very yeah. offensive to all dogs out there, by the way, you, you talk yeah, about well, holes like that. Sorry, they're, they're not on social media. So, <laughs> work will be it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, it sounds awesome. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to when all of this stuff starts coming out and when you start putting stuff online. So, for all our listeners, go check it out. Um, speech yep. bubble, speech comics, or speech speechcomics.com. Yeah, speech comics. Um, and sign up for the newsletter because that's where you will get uh, the free preview, which I'll have done in the next. Uh, month or so and yeah launching on march 1st so watch that space and and i will be delivering um you know think globally pretty much it's just depends on where you are in the world is how much you have to pay for shipping because it's like an after thing i don't know this is my first kickstarter so it's my first rodeo yeah it's going to be an interesting experience but um i think it's going to do well so we'll have to wait and see but moving swiftly on should we get into what we are now calling caped capers caped capers which is what we spent this morning in bed trying to figure out the name for them. <laughs> yeah. this is the best we came up with cape capers so here's that jingle showtime the jokers escape from arkham asylum robin all work and no play you know it's gonna be one of those nights i don't have time for jokes hey no problemo batman quiet Come on, let's do a pizza run. You don't touch anything, say anything, or do anything unless I tell you. Got it? Relax. You've had a busy day. (laughs) 
All right. So what we're going to do now is we determined that we really enjoyed doing the characters Batman and Robin in our scenarios. So we are going to shift it. So we asked for all listeners that have written in scenarios with other characters. Um, that's been amazing. And thank you for reaching out. And I'll try and reach out to you guys, see if you can switch it around so we can still use them. But we want to focus mainly on Batman and Robin. We can have Alfred in there and you can have other characters like the Joker if you want. But Batman and Robin are these scenarios that we like to do skits on. Um, so this particular scenario features Batman and Robin. It's been written in by listener Shane Garber. Shane has said, Batman and Robin are attending a dinner party at the Hall of Justice. Mm-hmm. On the way there, via the bat phone, Alfred reminds him that they must bring a gift whenever attending a dinner party. But before they can ask what's an appropriate gift, the phone cuts out and without any hints, the dynamic duo enter a stage of panic as they don't know what to buy. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. Right, this is, this is, that's a good, like, I think we're hopefully slipping now into what this uh, sketch segment is supposed to be. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so uh, all right, right. We're, we're in the bat plane. Yeah, so we're in the bat plane. Oh, not the Batmobile. Well, the Hall of Justice, I think, is is probably a good distance away. So we'll just fly there in style. All right. Are you, are you paying for it, Robert? <laughs> well, geez, Batman, I thought we could go in the plane. I mean, it would be a lot easier. In style. Oh, someone was raised rich, apparently. <laughs> yeah, by you, Batman. <laughs> Well, you've only been around for like a week. I mean, your parents died like last week. Oh, it's the phone, Batman. Oh, we better answer it. Robin, you, you've changed ethnicities again. It's amazing how you could do that. He's my little boy voice, Batman. It is a ridiculous voice. I love it so much. I love, the last time you did it, you were like, oh, thanks very much, Batman. Oh, so funny. I uh, like your Batman though, because it's just like, oh, Robin. Um, I got <laughs> Alfred's calling on the phone. Let's okay, pick it up. Yeah. Hello, Alfred. Mm, kisses. Mwah. Hello, sir. Yes, hello. You called me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, sir. Oh, yeah. Um, did you, by chance, buy a little gift for your your dinner host this evening? That sounds like a you job, Alfred. Um... Well, sir, since I do every other bloody thing around here, I thought you would... Uh, uh, excuse me, you get paid very well. You are hired to do these type of things. I diapered your bottom, sir. You better listen to me now. You weren't supposed... That was, that was only recent. You're not supposed to talk about that. Alfred, wipe your ass, Batman! <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, sir, since you're, uh, you're, since you're having a very awkward conversation, I'll just leave you with this little tidbit. I think you need. Bit. No, li- no, it's a phrase. Okay. It's a phrase. I think that might be some sort of English pastry, Robin. Or maybe, a, <laughs> maybe as they call a biscuit. Not biscuit in the sense that we know, which comes with KFC, but something you have with a cup of tea, Robin. See? Every experience is a learning experience. Is Alfred going to wipe my black Batman? <laughs> sure thing, buddy. <laughs> um, right. So. I'm losing you, so I just want to say I just want to say you need to buy a gift for your dinner party host. It's only natural. The signal is crystal clear, Alfred. I don't know how you're losing me. I I got to I'm watching my favorite shows. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Just Alfred's kicking it in the mouth. Don't worry, Robin. He will wipe your ass when we get back to the back cave. (laughs) But you probably shouldn't leave the back cave without having a clean butt, by the way. (laughs) Another another lesson taken for learning. Okay, Batman, I'm sorry about this, Mount Batman. I, I just, you have, so you have a poopy butt then. 
Batman. I'm clean. Clean as a whistle, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you God. are a strange one, Dick. Oh. Oh, oh, wait. I just realized Alfred was telling us tidbit. <laughs> Sorry, Robin. I'm not used to speaking at this tone of voice. <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna quit smoking, Batman. Have a quick sip of my raspberry iced tea, Robin. Oh, Batman, we could have given that as a gift, Batman. Oh, Oh, it's too late. I drank all of it. Oh, it's good stuff. Okay, we gotta find a gift, Batman. A gift. Okay, so where are we going again? (laughs) I have it on autopilot. Hall of Justice, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, they're all there. But who are we buying the gift for? I mean,. We're all all part of the Justice League, so I have to buy a gift for every member. Fuck that. Just because I'm the rich one in the group, (laughs) I have to go out and buy everybody a fucking gift? (laughs) That's fucking bullshit. What am I going to get Aquaman? Fucking a fish from the fish market? (laughs) It would be pretty funny because he likes them in their life. I'm a dead fucking fish, Robin. Big time dead. All right, Batman, we got one gift. Dead fish for Aquaman. Dead, Next. yeah, specifically dead fish. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest one they have. <laughs> Next one, Batman. Uh, Wonder Woman. You know, let's just get a gift that for the whole of justice. You know, like an espresso machine or something like that. All right. That's fancy, Batman. What? Well, I am fucking Bruce Wayne, Batman. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> We're in the bat plane. It's fine. <laughs> Calm down. The the speaker's on, so it's just booming out over the sky. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows that I am Bruce Wayne. (laughs) They're flying over Gotham. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like to get a gift. I mean, they're they're just going to end up buying the worst thing possible. Let's stop at the shops then, Robin. (laughs) Just a bad plane pulling after a fucking mini Tesco. (laughs) Did you bring? Did you bring the recyclable bags, Robert? Because I am not buying them. <laughs> I've got like 50 back at home. Oh, geez, Batman. I have to use my cape. All right. That's fine. <laughs> Yellow <laughs> cape, huh? That was your choice. I gave you one thing you could choose. <laughs> and you chose yellow. I think it accentuates. You know, I'm the night, right? <laughs> what are you? The day? <laughs> All right. Nice. Moving in. You're my sunshine. That's why. Batman, we're we're standing in the entrance. <laughs> like we gotta we gotta uh, go. Where are we? <laughs> All right, let's buy something, Batman. All right, we're gonna do a bargain. Go get that dead fish over there for oh. for Aqua Lame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Batman, I got the dead fish. It stinks. You know what? Just get that for everybody. Yeah. We're having a sushi party. Sushi Just platter. show up with a bunch of... T- and it didn't take... The flight's going to take so long and it's hot in the bat plane, so it's just... Oh. <laughs> Are you sure you have a clean butthole, Robin? Because it stinks <laughs> with this plane. Batman, it really stinks, Batman. <laughs> this is a learning moment, Robin. Uh, I always learn with you, Batman. I really regret bringing you in as my lord. <laughs> Wow, having a lot of emotional moments should've, tonight, Batman. Should have left you uh, a <laughs> Oh, well, Batman, we're here. Bye. <laughs> Where are you going? I can't wait to see anyone else but you, Batman. Bye. What was that, Robin? <laughs> I think I gotta go. You have to go. Bye. Too much. Too Hello much. Hello there, Batman. It's, oh, is that your Superman? Superman. Okay. All right. I have to stick my chest out to do this voice. <laughs> but in real life, it's a small ginger man with fat tits. <laughs> I can imagine you as Superman. 
<laughs> What's that in the sky? No one would ever know my. I mean, look, I even got the curl on my yeah, hair. Right you do now. have the little quip, yeah. What's that in the sky? When I when I go back as Clark Kent, no one knows. The fat, short, bearded, redheaded <laughs> guy is the same. The only one in Metropolis that looks like that. <laughs> oh god! Yes, on my chest stands for super obese. <laughs> gonna say saggy but yeah saggy i'm not i wouldn't consider myself saggy you just I'm more, said... I'm more of a bull yeah you're a boulder and i'm not saggy no just a boulder in the sky with a cape you are you are like wolverine if he was like training to be the world's strongest man <laughs> you're just a short like ball of muscle and What's so like in the 50s? What they considered like muscular yeah. in the 50s? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely my body. If uh, anyone likes that, I'm not available. <laughs> oh, it's news to me. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, this has gone way off script, but they have a lovely time. And so no where did Roman run off to? To the Hall of Justice to give them their fish and to go. Oh, have so a... they get there. Oh, here, here you go. I'll wrap it up. Okay. Um. Uh, Batman, thank you for all the presents you got for us. That's really nice. What? I didn't get you. No, you sent them early. Oh, I guess Alfred actually did remember to send presents. That's the end of the skit. Dun, what a dun, baller. Dun, 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 dun. Amazon Prime, sir. Yes. Right. <laughs> I knew you were going to fuck it up, so I decided to get everyone their most perfect presents. Oh, God. Well, if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a written review on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. Also, go follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod everywhere besides Twitter, which is Batman TAS Pod 1. And that's because... Oh, sorry, I was miles away. That's because we are the number one Batman the Animated Series podcast. That's right. And on our socials or in the description of this episode, you'll find our Linktree account, which includes a tip jar where I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> Let me do that again. And on our socials or in the description. We're dying. We need money now. <laughs> or, oh, my God. And on our socials or in the description of this episode, you'll find our Linktree account, which includes a tip jar where you can gift us any amount of money you can afford if you so wish. Podcasts cost money and have become even harder to monetize these days. And as we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson. And you can follow Will on his socials. Stay up to date with what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and a writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere on the internet at Robson I-N-K. That's Robson Inc. That's right. All right. So we're going to do a bit of news and then we'll dive straight into our episode review of Nothing to Fear. First up, bit of news. The Quantum Mania trailer, the second trailer, was released today. Did you watch it by chance? Nope. I didn't think you would. Um, I was debating as well. At first, I was actually like, maybe I will go see this. And then it got so fantastical. And it was so CG heavy, like loads of spaceships and like CG environments and just kind of like, I know it's Quantumania, so it's supposed to be outer world and ridiculous, but I'm missing it. Fucking Marvel movie that's just grounded, man, like on Earth and Captain America's deal with some, like he's dealing with some insider like spy thing or like Iron Man is on Earth. You know what I mean? Like Spider-Man, just give me something on Earth. I'm tired of going off planet in every single 
I want to get deeper into the the city, baby. I want to see Daredevil smacking some people up. Hell yeah. Deep in Hell's Kitchen. That's just why I like She-Hulk. It was just like... This is just a lot a of cor- people didn't like She-Hulk. I, I love know. She-Hulk. It was a cool drama. I think it's coming back for a season two, right? I, I'm not sure if it ever was, to be honest with you. But oh, um, really? Okay. I think it was a one well, and done. That was that was a crazy. I thought that show was going to be terrible because that tr- the trailer for that show took every, really bad clips from that show as the yeah. trailer. Yeah. So I did. was like, oh, I'm not. I'm not. This is not for me, which is totally fine. Everybody, I'm, you know, I'm not saying every piece of content needs to be for me. And then I watched the show, and it ended up being my favorite Marvel show or my favorite Marvel thing they've done since the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it, it, I guess. I'll eventually watch this, but I, I think for the first time I'm not going to go to the cinema. I'm just going to wait for it to come because it comes out on Disney Plus like three months after release. So well, and you I'm really see the second movie in the theaters, the Ant Man movie. No, I didn't. You're right. And after seeing Black Panther two, which I guess was on this world, but it was so fantastical, it didn't feel like it was on this world, um, especially with all the underwater stuff. I just I was like, I don't need to go see these all of them anymore. I'll just wait. Um, and if you're excited for it. I get it. Like it does definitely look like it's going to be a fun ride in parts of that movie, but there's a lot that I'm just kind of sick and tired of seeing the same type of CG and like fantastical over and over again in these Marvel movies. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait. You do get a good look at Modok though. Mo- wait, Modok's in it. Modok's in it, and he He's is playing a- Modok. Well, I believe it is the guy that played Yellow Jacket in the first Ant-Man movie, the bald guy that's the been... The main guy from The Strain. The main guy from The Strain. Um, and he was in House of Cards. Um, he's in loads of things. Yeah, he's in loads of things. He is apparently... He's also in that doc. terrible uh, Many States of New York Soprano sequel. He plays oh, yeah. Young Junior. Oh, he's terrible. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, he was. He wasn't terrible in it. It was just a terrible movie. It was a bad movie. Yeah, so Modoc and Kang, you get loads of looks at Kang. And Kang's demeanor, he's like very calm and he's kind of like precise, which I don't know until I see the final product, um, what I think of it. Is it, is it blue face Kang? So unfortunately, well, they do and they don't do it. They do it where he's got his helmet around his head and he's yeah. got this like blue visor that goes over like this kind of like a laser visor. Um, so the Marvel Universe is saying that he is just a human then. He looks like a human, yeah. Right. But he has this blue visor when he shows up. This like, uh, you know, in Phantom Menace, those lasers walls mm-hmm. that separate. It looks like that. Ka-chung, but blue. Ka-chung, ka-chung. Yeah. <laughs> good sound effect that's good yeah so it looks all i mean it looks all right but i'm just gonna wait so um i love that scene so much i love Darth Maul being so impatient and smacking his lightsaber against it hell yeah and fucking qui-gon just sitting down and being a jedi it's just it's beautiful yeah it's really good that movie has a lot of bad stuff but there's a lot of great you know what's so interesting is that um it's my favorite lightsaber battle in in the whole franchise yeah i mean oh that's really tough i don't know if i could say the same it's up there but um i am very partial to luke versus vader in empire i've just always mm-hmm. loved that it's great as well but i just think it's just the best it's fast paced it's it's really intense M- music tone oh everything. i love those all those memes of like <laughs> so they asked me to compose something and it's like john williams like do, yeah. from uh always sunny with the black so i started blasting and it's just or i've seen like memes with people playing the trumpet and there's fire coming out of it and it's just for episode one it's, it's so, so weird that that song is used for the tottenham hotspur football team 
um, which my wife has supported for her whole life. And she didn't know. And I, I remember when I first started watching her, I'm like, is that the Duel of, Duel of Fates? Fates from Phantom <laughs> Menace? She's like, no, that's the Tottenham theme. I'm like, that's John Williams, Phantom <laughs> Menace, Duel of the Fates. Like, I was Educate like, yourself. You are not going to beat me on this one. And she's like, that's really weird. She's like, that to me is the Tottenham song. That's so weird. Imagine, so when she watched the prequels with you, was she like, this is so weird? Because yeah. she did, but... Yeah. When I went to see Tottenham live and I was just watching it, it was like, oh, da, da, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is, is the, are we having a like beginning halftime show or something? Who, with? who got that? Who made that deal? You know, where it's like, we need a new song. We need a theme. Hmm, what can I do? And there was some Star Wars nerd who was like, John Williams, Duel of the Fates. <laughs> I mean, it, it does pump you up. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a good tune. Um, so yeah, I just want to watch Phantom Menace. I might watch the prequels soon. Do it because no, I, I like it. I like to watch them in the warm. The su- I, I like to watch. I them know in the I summer. keep distracting you from what you're trying to say. <laughs> I like I, to watch them in the warm weather. I, I'm with you. I like to watch the prequels in the summer as well. I, I I saw an article recently where it's like, it's been 10 years since the sequel trilogy. What do we all think? And I looked at the comments and everyone's like, it's still a big pile of shit. And then people are like, 10 years after the prequels, we all started to come around and like them. 10 years mm-hmm. after the sequels, nothing has changed. Well, two, two years until 10 years for the sequel trilogy because it came out in 2015. Oh yeah, that's true. So ten years is bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Eight years. Eight years. It's still a long time. Or maybe it said almost ten will, years. I'm, so, you know, I love me my Star Wars, but I will never watch those again. And say that those movies are some of the worst things I've ever seen. Do you think you'll ever watch those it's again? Complete corporate capitalism at its finest, just shitting all over creativity. Do you think you'll ever watch those again? No, I never will. Okay, for all listeners out there, if you. If we get enough listens on this podcast episode, let's say if we get 10,000 listens in a month, then I'll make Will watch one you of the sequel try. movies and we'll record it. That's what I'm we're going to do. I'm not agreeing to those terms. <laughs> well, it's all right. It's already been done. Sorry. Anyway, moving swiftly Pay, pay on. me money and I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next I bit of news. this podcast for fucking free, baby. <laughs> Tell next, you what, pay, pay my next month's fucking <laughs> mortgage bill. And you'll and watch, watch all, all of, the of them. Stars. Yeah. Okay. Next bit of news is reports are coming in that The Flash coming out this year, the movie, is going to be the movie that Warner Brothers is expecting You're to be... still living? <laughs> it, it is expected to be the biggest hit of the year for Warner Brothers. They're putting <laughs> all of their money and their marketing budget into it, and the promo is to be revealed during the Super Bowl in a, in a month or so, whenever it's... It's next month, Super Bowl, isn't it? how the cancel culture, as is allowed to star in a major motion picture. Me too. Me too. Um, even with like, I'm going through rehab and I've changed now and I'm better. It's like mm, you, you still you're a big you piece sound of like shit. A fucking psychopath that needs help and a pedo. So, yep, and that too, <laughs> and that too. Um, oh, yeah. I just watched. I just speaking of pedo. I just watched a Harry Enfield old sketch recently where he they pretend to be old Americans and they're they're talking about how like ah American football team I follow the Cincinnati pedos. Spell P A E D O, and then his wife's like, "I used to be the cheerleader for it. Give me a P." Like, <laughs> and they're, they're like in the middle of a cafe, and everyone in England's like, "What the fuck?" And they're going, "Pedo, pedo." <laughs> <laughs> 
I just watched a really funny video online where someone's like the differences between American uh, sports chants and English chants. And the American one was like, we're going to win, win, win. We're going to do it. Yeah. And it's like all positive. And then the English one is like, your nan's got a smelly binge. Yeah. Your mom looks just like the Grinch. And your dad's a big fat cunt fucking wanker. That's, that's, <laughs> that happened during the World Cup when um, like the Americans were chanting for their team. And they were just like, go team America. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and it was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that's amazing uh okay so yeah the flash i mean it's baffling that they're still really putting it but i guess they spent so much money that they're like it's all or nothing baby Um, i mean and this universe is a whole bat woman girl movie and just canned it so yeah not so much so i'm chewing on ice Chewing a nice smith. Uh, nope, wrong podcast. Sorry, not smith. Um, but yeah, the the Flash movie. Yeah, I, I'm amazed, especially because that's all going to be rebooted soon. James, I mean, my I know, next. I just saw. I was. I saw just a clip on YouTube recently of a new Captain Marvel movie coming out. I'm like, what's the fucking point? Captain Marvel. Oh, you mean Shazam? Yeah. I thought you meant because Captain Marvel's now Marvel and Shazam is called Shazam, not Captain Marvel anymore. Right, he's still Captain Marvel. Okay, well, he's Shazam now. That's the name of the movie. So, yes. What is the point? The You're character making... is Captain Marvel. <laughs> okay. He's not called Captain Marvel in the movies anymore. They call him Shazam. I don't care what he's called in the movies. He's Captain <laughs> fucking Marvel. He's the first ever superhero. He should be allowed to keep his fucking name. I agree. Yeah. Um. So Shazam 2 and also Aquaman 2 as well coming out this year. Both really? dead so projects. It's weird that they just announced that they're going to reboot everything, but they're like, but... You know, try and enjoy the rest of this old <laughs> shit, you, I guess. Can you please go see this shit? Can you let, really... let us break even, for Christ's sake, <laughs> so we can fund this new one? <laughs> Ezra Miller just went and did something horrible again. We can fucking put our money into that. Um, so, yeah, uh, speaking of James Watch Cameron... Watch Aquaman 2 fucking make a shit. You know what would happen? Imagine if James Cameron made a fucking Aquaman movie. Jesus Christ. What, like in Entourage? Oh, th- yeah. That's, that's in the show Entourage, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but with Jason Momoa... Like fucking! Oh my god, that would make so much. And money. like Avatar, I don't get it. how is Avatar two making that much fucking money right now? I don't know. I don't know anybody personally that sees these <laughs> See, movies. I think I, it's I a think lie. I think there's a huge I, conspiracy in the whole. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I get, I get Titanic right. Like we yeah. all saw it. It was a cultural phenomenon to go see Titanic. Avatar. Mm, I guess a lot of people did see it, but Avatar two. I don't know fucking anybody that's going to see it. Neither or, do I. Or even talking about it. And it's like I, I think I saw recently that it's like. Getting up there is like, like surpassing. Like I know one. Per- I know one. Avengers person. movies and stuff. I know one person that's seen it, and he told me he didn't like it. So, I just I don't know, and I know a decent amount of people. It's not like I know like two people. I don't know who's going to see it, but what they're you, like, "What are you insinuating that I only know?" Two people? <laughs> <laughs> my brother or my wife have not come to see it. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, I don't get how it's past the billion mark. And I'm like, when? Uh, when? Who? Who? Who's, is one person going to see this like a billion times? Listeners, please let us know. Did you go and see? Have you? How many James Cameron movies have you seen in the theaters? Because I've yeah, seen. That's a good question. I went to go see Titanic in the movie theater. I pissed my pants. And that's, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah. My brother, he pissed himself because he was enjoying the film so much. And he had to pee so badly that he just thought, you know what? I'm just going to piss myself instead. Well, no, it's because someone was sitting at the end of the aisle and I didn't want to pass in front of him. That's true. 
And I, that was just a stupid reason, but that was the main reason I didn't want to pass in front of him and ruin the movie experience for him, which is so dumb. So I pissed my pants. I remember walking out and my mum being like, "You were ten years old." Oh yeah, I know. And my mum's, our mum's like, "Did you?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh, why? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's toilets. You could have used them. Why?" Yeah. It's yeah. Oh fucking hell. Uh, yeah, James Cameron. I don't know who's going to see this fucking movie. I think James Cameron's seen this movie over and over again. Like, I don't I know. What... Would like to expose a conspiracy here. <laughs> expose does not add up. <laughs> I would like to expose a conspiracy. Did I say expose? Expose. That's because I say that all the time with my wife. So I guess now that's become my. An ex- it's an explosive exposure. No, I always say exposed. Like we, we I'm not going to go into because that's. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm quite open with stuff, but I don't think my wife would like me to share that on a podcast. Yeah. You can put two and two together. Work um, Willie. Work Willie. Yeah, Willie is involved, yes. <laughs> Explosed. <laughs> um, uh i guess now i my brain just says it's no longer exposed it's exploded exposed anyway yeah you'd like to ex- expose a conspiracy i would like to expose james cameron <laughs> for being a, a a false advertiser and saying that his movies well, made i want to see ticket sales the way the republicans wanted to see ballots <laughs> <laughs> recount yeah i want to recount a ticket sales (laughs) oh brother who's fucking seeing this especially over christmas no one went to the cinema because i know it came out like like the worst possible time no one wanted to get covid and then miss out on their christmas fucking Mm. crazy man yeah yeah it's very suspicious um maybe james cameron like knows of another species of like underwater people that have all yeah the 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 new new what are they what are they called the what the blue the, people yeah what are they called the new the what the navi the navi, the navi. i thought you were like new like nu <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no oh, God. i still got that's James Cameron. He's pointed you through your microphone. He's found out. He's like, someone's onto us. Kill him. Oh, my Still God. Remnants of that fucking cold. All right. Well, let's move on to our next bit of news. James Gunn has said that everything in his DC universe will connect. Not just the movies. Not mm, just the I've TV. This already. Not just the TV shows, but video games and comics as well. And, yeah, I, you, I sent you a message about this recently. Um... Now, I don't think that means it's going to blanket every single comic book and every single video game. I think there's probably... No, because be... I'm working with DC right now and I want to draw goddamn comic book versions when I'm drawing a goddamn comic book! <laughs> this is why you're going to fucking die soon. You get so animated. Well, last year, I got to draw Batman all year and I got to draw comic book, like, Jim Lee version of batman and i was well fucking happy about that yeah so if i get an email soon being like hey by the way you need to draw it like this design costume i'll be pretty fucking upset yeah i agree um i think that as long as it's portions of comics and video games i'm fine because then you can pick and choose you can be like yeah i want to continue reading about this version of batman or superman or play this version of wonder woman video like, game or whatever does anybody actually want all of that connected I don't know. I think they're like, just tr- they're just trying to. Video games are notoriously shit. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're usually not good. Um, who who's to say? Really, it's going to be something that's going to happen whether we like it or not. But as long as it doesn't blanket everything, like I would just hate if it's like I'm every tired, DC. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> 
you just want to draw and write good stuff, don't you? That's all you yeah, want to do. That's all I want to do. With characters that you love. Mm. That's all you want. You don't the want way, to have to... The way that everyone loves the way they're depicted. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, we don't know who's going to play these characters, but I'm sure they're going to so, yeah, be their own versions. Another actor playing Batman and Superman. Yeah, and I don't know if they're going to connect the Batman uh, with Robert Pattinson into this universe and make it their Batman for this universe because it's done so well, or if they're just going to be says like... You. Well, no, says the the response to that movie. Like I, I did not like that movie. I'm up and down in that movie. I like some of it. And then I hate a lot of it as well. I like I Robert Patterson as Batman. I'll give you that. Yeah. I don't like his Bruce Wayne. But yeah, I don't know if, how I feel about it, but it has been, it's had a very good response to that movie in general. Um, I mean, it's even got a Penguin TV Subjective. show. Subjective. It's got Colin Farrell's doing a whole Penguin TV show that's shooting this year. That's I, oh, I can't, oh, that's all oh, I've been screaming for that. Yeah. Well, um, that's what we're getting. Uh, and then finally, hey, last... yo, I'm the Penguin, isn't it? Our last bit of news, your buddy, Todd McFarlane. McFarlane Toys has announced a new DC Multiverse figures line, which involves uh, Bat- Batman Hush. This figure looks really fucking cool. Oh, yeah. um, there's the... I want to see it. Hang on, let me look it up. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. There's the Shadow of the Bat, which is um, uh, the Catwoman from Shadow of the Bat, which is like the purple costume. Uh, we got this other... I forget what type of Joker this is, what version and a mr freeze i think they look really good man i like them i'm digging the hush especially i think the hush figure looks really cool there's a bunch of other pictures i saw that like did a you know a 360 expansion around them and stuff but um yeah i think they look like cool figures ones that if we were younger i love that like costume me too i like the purple one the most with like the pull up like thigh high, whatever they're like leather boots mm-hmm. that go up to her thighs. But I do like in Long Halloween where she doesn't have the the long hair and it's just like, yeah, hair close, hair. close cow. Yeah, I like that too. Um, but yeah, they look cool. So uh, I mean, if you collect Man's figures, making toys. Yeah, yes. If you collect figures, go check them out. All right, let's get into this episode review, shall we? This episode is titled Nothing to Fear. It came out on November 28th, 1992. Directed by Boyd Kirkland. Written by Henry Gilroy and Sean Catherine Derrick. Starring Kevin Conroy as Batman Bruce Wayne. Robert Costanzo as Detective Harvey Bullock. Costanzo. Oh my god, every time. We got Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon. Clive Revel as Alfred Pennyworth. Marie Devon as Summer Gleason. Kevin McCarthy as Dr. Long, Richard Mole as the Bat Computer, Thomas Wayne and Anthony, Henry Pollock as the Scarecrow, Dr. Jonathan Crane and the Security Guard. Would you like some fun facts about this yes. episode, bud? All right, so we got some honorable mentions for some of the people involved. You've got Boyd Kirkland as director. His first time directing an episode of this series, but he also directed Batman Sub-Zero. He co-directed Mask of the Phantasm, and he also directed 21 episodes of Batman, the animated series. So this dude has done a lot for this universe. As well as all the Batman stuff, he's done nine episodes of Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, which was one of our favorites. we will find out. As one forever fight as one that's what it was done was that i thought it was forever fight as one Mm, no oh (laughs) now is it one or done but then would you rhyme w-o-n with o-n-e you good you good 
15 episodes of Lobo. This guy directed 15 episodes of a cartoon Lobo, which I don't remember ever. You know that existed. Neither do I. And uh, three episodes of Wolverine and the X-Men. And he sadly died in 2011, only at the age of 60. So, that's a shame because yeah he obviously did a lot especially for batman uh henry gilroy has written countless episodes for tv including star wars rebels guardians of the galaxy the animated series avengers assemble cartoon ultimate spider-man the 2012 ninja turtles cartoon hulk and the agents of smash star wars claim wars justice league unlimited the mask cartoon earthworm jim kim possible tasmania two stupid dogs which i've totally forgot about do you remember two stupid dogs the cartoon mm. two stupid dogs it was just such a random cartoon Basically, they made a cartoon out of anything in the 90s I remember cat dog but not two stupid dogs two stupid dogs cat dog there was like angry beavers they made a cartoon out of shit oh, angry something. beavers that was great uh and an episode of angry beavers where one of them started singing like a operatic viking woman and it was knocking down their Oh my god! I've just fucking remembered. What, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That's Wasn't weird. Biggest like loosely based off of like Jim Carrey and what's his and name? Dumb and Dumber in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're exactly right. That's exactly what they based it off of, which oh, is so weird. But conjectures. Maybe but they made a Dumb and Dumber cartoon as well. Anything that Jim Carrey did, they really. Yeah, they made a cartoon out of. Um, and then uh, to continue my fun facts, even though Richard Mole was cast as Harvey Dent and Two-Face, producers loved his voice range so much they decided to use him as much as possible. So not only is he the back computer, which we've mentioned before in this podcast, but for this episode specifically, he was Anthony, one of the goons of um, the Scarecrow, and he also played Thomas Wayne. Um, so yeah, they've used... Uh, Richard Mole pops up a lot. He's Hardak in future I episodes. I uh, Iron Man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, music, music reference. Um, yeah, and he's also Hardak. Do you remember those episodes? The evil computer that makes like robot clones in this series. Do you remember those yes. episodes? You don't, do you? Yeah. Okay. You said yes. When you say yes like that, I, I'm like, it's a no. You're like, yes, and that's definitely your way of going. No. <laughs> um, Henry Pollock, who plays the Scarecrow sadly passed away in 2013 only at the age of 68 so a lot of people um dying fairly young in this series but uh his other recognizable recognizable roles are nemo in the show mighty max which was a cartoon i used to love as a kid great toys toys. he played alan dupree in murder she wrote and mr bainbridge in saved by the bell so that was the voice of the scarecrow um some fun facts for you continuing on scarecrow's original inspiration came from sleepy hollow didn't know I that i was gonna say what well, for the first time ever watching this episode i was actually gonna bring it up i was like he's an ugly man and his last name is crane like clearly like jonathan crane influence there yeah yeah jonathan crane ichabod crane i think i didn't even put that together until today when i saw that and i was like of course ichabod crane jonathan crane um but in the comics he is bullied as a boy and realizes fear is his only weapon in defeating his enemies so he becomes obsessed with it whereas in the show obviously it's a bit different which we'll get into later it's but the, in the show that's pretty one note i agree the character was introduced in 1941 in world's finest number three so he's a very old batman villain uh production wise this is the last episode to feature clive revel's voice as alfred pennyworth before he left due to previous commitments okay cool i'm looking forward to regular alfred i don't mind revel though 
I don't think he's, he's bad. Fine. And he would have been fine if he stayed around, but the yeah. uh, Al- Al- whatever his name is did such a better job. I think when Rebel went as Alfred, um, that's rubbish. They would be so proud of you because yes. I am proud of you. I yeah. was like, that was a really good delivery for Alfred talking to Bruce like that. Um, so apparently Batman's line, I am vengeance, I am the night, I am Batman, became somewhat iconic. When I say apparently, I knew that already. I don't know why I said that. But it was used by Cartoon Network throughout their advertising campaigns. And when they first began airing the series, it was used a lot as promos. And it was later used as the opening line of the Batman musical Out of the Past in Batman Beyond. That was uh, the opening to that play. That's the, such a great little bit. That is. I, I would love to watch. I haven't seen Batman Beyond in years. Well, we're going to watch, I think, a few episodes in this show. Because it has to do. Has to do. It's right now. Oh, you really squeeze your face like a le- like sucking on a lemon when you do that guitar. <laughs> Well, it's a whiny um, guitar. The uh, and of course that line has has become synonymous with Kevin Conroy because he was the first one to say it, and he performed it at most conventions. Um, so yeah, I, I love that line, and I love how he he took that and ran with it as his as his definitive Batman line. Um, the guard at the University Bank is reading a comic book for Tiny Toon Adventures. Um, yeah. If you notice, this is a a half hat- it. And he laughs at it. This is a hat tip to Bruce Tim and Eric Radomski, who were responsible for that cartoon series before Batman. So that's and pretty now cool. my story's done. Blah. <laughs> In the original script, Scarecrow used his fear toxin to extort money from Gotham's elite instead of trying to get revenge on the university. So that's interesting that they changed it. Um, at one point, the Batmobile computer shows a list of nearby chemical companies. Amongst the companies shown are Star Labs, which is a famous uh, lab from Superman comics and Flash comics. Isn't which Star were... Labs where the Flash works? In the... I'm not it's, sure. It's a forensic... Uh, yeah, he, it is Star Labs, or at least in the TV show that recently um, has I'm been on. I'm pretty sure in the comics as well. Uh, maybe i'm not so sure and did you also see access chemicals was on that list which mm-hmm. is the chemical plant that turned jack napier into the joker in batman 89 which is pretty cool that they put that in there um this was the first episode of the series to feature batman's origin outside of burton's batman film this was the first of its kind to explain how his parents died and the main reason he became batman um besides the 89 movie they'd never done that before so for a cartoon to explore that it's pretty cool um uh, batman using the fear toxin on scarecrow is very reminiscent of nolan's batman begins the same thing happens in that movie if you remember he even says like um taste of your own medicine doctor and in this show he says something like what's the matter you don't like your own medicine so it's very close to being the same line what does he say like do you need a light or something like that need a light yeah when he lights batman on fire oh no this this is when batman's using the fear toxin on scarecrow that's when. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah he even uh, turns into like the same monster he, thing. Yeah, he turns into the same monster thing. No, that is. Uh, you need to lighten up. And then oh he yeah. Throws you them. Need to up. <laughs> I thought when you said Batman, do you need a light? I was like, what's the scarecrow having a cigarette? And he's like, it's like hey. Tim Harden. Any of you fuckers gonna light? <laughs> um, 
This episode was adapted into The Adventures of Batman and Robin, which came out for the SNES as the sixth stage per chance to Ooh. scream. Um, although Scarecrow appeared in his third mask instead of his first one shown in this episode. Oh, well, yeah. The, the design of Scarecrow in this sucks compared to later Later uh, designs. Yeah. I mean, he, do you see at one point in this episode... just scarier and scarier, the character. He does. He really does. And I, I do look- enjoy his Undertaker... Uh, version like with the noose hanging and oh, like yeah. the um the old like amish big wide brimmed yeah. hat yeah i do like that look as well um yeah this one there's a scene at the end where at the uh, jonathan crane is like defeated and he hangs his head and it's and it's like a i don't know like a, it's like a t- it's a testicle basically yeah, it looks exactly. like a nutsack i was like Ew, yes, what the fuck? i knew exactly what you're talking about the way it's just <laughs> flopping around like someone shaking their nuts at somebody yeah uh, the Danny Elfman theme, uh, the original Danny Elfman theme for Batman is used twice in this episode. It not, is, yes. And not counting, cool. yeah, not counting the opening and end credits. And I really dug that when I when it was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm in. This yeah, cool. me too. I was like, oh, it's Batman. Yeah. Um, and the theme that plays during the opening title card is later used as uh, the theme for Fear of Victory, which is another episode in this series, uh, which leads me, what do you think of the music in this episode? Right. The, the scarecrow theme, the dan 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 dan. I kind of like yeah, that. It's all right. There's a there's a very psycho reminisce like ring 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 that comes that- in a few times. Yeah, which I thought was pretty Bernard Herman and and quite like psycho and horror thriller, which is obviously what they're trying to go through with this episode. Uh, but what did you think of this episode, Bob? What was your thoughts on it? I I it was okay. Okay. And there was parts that I really liked, especially Alfred being like, I'm proud of you, Bruce. Yeah. I really liked that. Um, And I like the ending of Batman conquering his fear, like Batman conquering his fear, conquering the toxin. It's like, that's a great thread. I also love like playing it up first by establishing Bruce's background with the doctor being like i went to university with your dad and he'd be fucking ashamed of you do you think that was way harsh he just met bruce no but i love that because it's like that batman you know bruce committed to i'm going to turn myself into a you know a babbling fucking idiot so that people will never expect me to be the batman so yeah him saying that is kind of just like vindication for that he what he's doing is right he looks so sad though in the elevator after dr long left he like sunk his head into his chest he's like "Mm, i'm sad i'm sad scarecrow running around with two thugs was very 66 for me it was and they they didn't even have cool names that made sense do you i was gonna quiz you because i wrote down their names so did i don't worry okay uh their names are nigel and anthony nigel and anthony yes and i'm like what does that have to do with scarecrow i just thought it was very i only picked it up because when he was like nigel guard the door i was like nigel that's a strange name for like an Italian American. <laughs> yeah, geez, he's a real, he's a real professor, Nigel. Um, so yeah, Anthony, he's a real professor. Anthony is Richard Mole, as I said the, the uh, in the credits, but I couldn't see who voiced Nigel, and I, I was like, is it Kevin Conroy? It's, mm. it's really hard to tell. I couldn't really put my finger on who was doing the voice, but um, I liked them. I didn't think they were awful. No, they, they were fine. But the scenario of like the you know, the crazy character running around with two thugs just felt very 66. And like, especially yeah. how it started, where they come down on like 
a little helicopter like uh ladder i was just like oh this is 66 very 66 yeah um and as we said before like bruce tim said to Kevin Conroy, like, no, 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 forget about 66. We're not doing that. But just like Christmas with the Joker and this, I'm like, this is very 66. We're in the early Batman, the animated series. We know? are. Like, they knocked out the park with that fucking first episode, The Man Bat. It's just, yeah. that's beautiful to see. Yeah, but it is. These two past ones have been not that great. No, they've been okay and they've been fun, but they've, they've not been. Yeah, the they've quality. been better than the worst of other shows, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, why, why does the university have a bank, by the way? What, like for all their donations for all of the student loans that they're, <laughs> they're collecting yes. like, they've got a vault full of money and i'm like well they does... take money and they don't give it out them yeah um so i really liked how bruce's dad appears in the flames originally um in the vault like just the way he kind of like comes out and he says like you're a disgrace and everything and um, Batman is so confused by seeing his dad because he doesn't know the toxin is 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 causing this problem for him. And the way he says wait when his dad disappears, he's like, wait, because it's the first time he's seen him like in a while. Uh-huh. I just thought Kevin Conroy just knocks it out of the park with that mm-hmm. type of stuff, man. Every time it comes to his like loss of his parents and especially knowing what happened to Conroy's dad in real life, like I'm sure he brought a lot of that to the role. It just um it really it really weighs in a in a in a great way. Um so yeah, I, I thought that was really good. Um I did laugh when the policeman showed up and they asked Batman, like, Batman, what happened? And he's like, Scarecrow. And the policeman just goes, Scarecrow, what do you mean? <laughs> just like he's so, and it's like, all right, dude, I've just Yeah, like, but fair enough. Like if someone just went to you Scarecrow, I I'd be like, What do you mean, Scarecrow? <laughs> And like I thought Bullock was gonna shoot Batman at one point. He was just like, all right, I have to take this evidence from you. And he goes for his gun. He was I'm on like, the precipice of shooting Batman. Seriously. I no. bet my badge on it. Um so what did you think of Scarecrow's backstory in this show? Fine. Yeah, yeah it's you know as a boy I used to love fear and then I became a professor, and it's like you're a little psycho. Like, how did you become a professor? and be able to study fear like he just had countless rooms full of patients like facing their great like yes, room full of like spiders window and be like ha ha ha, ha. Uh, and then just walk through another window i was like no wonder you were fine mate that's fucked up what you were yeah doing. i think it would have been way cooler if he worked at arkham asylum and he was yeah. doing that to patients that would have been a much better way to mm-hmm. to get away with torturing people like that because they're psychos and no one really cares um so yeah i thought that was it was all right um it made sense they had to make it sense make it make sense for the university but i felt like they kind of shot themselves in the foot with that university plot like i agree just come up with something better um scarecrow's I mean, hideout though i feel like why why seek revenge why not just use the money to continue funding your research just like yeah every other villain does he's got his own chemical that's company. like the shtick of villains in spider-man and batman like i'm robbing a bank because i need to fund my scientific research yeah exactly um i did like his hideout though on the farm i thought that looked really cool the way it was placed yeah. and there was like these giant tankers which i thought looked really creepy at night um I love Bruce exhausted in the Batcave analyzing evidence and like slowly losing it with the fear toxin. But it was weird how there was a TV with Kevin Conroy's voice clearly being like, um, oh man, what's the line? It was like some advertisement, like you'll never believe how good you look or something uh, like that. You'll feel like a million dollars. Yes, that's right. I was wondering if that was like an ode to some commercial that we don't remember from back in the 80s or something. Um, 
Alfred has another good line where he's like, imagine that, someone going around dressing up and scaring mm. people. I thought yeah. that was cool. Um, yeah, and I think um, I heard Mark Hamill at some point as just like a random bystander with like, hey, what's that? It just sounded very Hamill. Right. But there was a load of people that I think they just used, reused well, in yeah, this the, episode. The crowd scene when they all get fear toxin and turn on Batman. Yeah, you need a bunch of voices. Yeah. And you also got Kevin Conroy at the beginning of this episode being like, it's a tragedy. What's happened to the yeah. university? Yes, yeah, yeah. That was so Kim. It was, I was like, uh, is it Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, Bruce, I swear. It's somebody else. The one thing I really liked was Scarecrow using the guests to attack Batman. I thought that was very clever. That was cool, yeah. Yeah, make it, and they're like, it's a giant bat! And freaking yeah, out. Instant army. It's always yeah, good. I thought that was really good. Uh, we get our first look at the grapple gun in this. We've seen it uh, used, but we haven't seen it close up. So we see a proper close up look of it, but it's different though. It's got like a spear tip or like a harpoon at the end of it instead of the normal claw that we see. Some of the best folly work, I think, is that grappling hook. Yeah, I know. It's. it's... That... If I heard that, I know instantly what it was. You know, like I wonder what they used to to make that, that burst as well. What did they use to make that? Like, <laughs> yeah, that burst is also mm. like big part of that noise. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's really what cool. Can make that noise like a big piece what, of like plywood that they're like shaking. Maybe, maybe, but it's it's like the Star Wars laser noises. They were like smacking sticks against big uh, like telephone wires. So they go, pew, oh, that makes sense. And stuff like that. So um, I think Batman fighting on a blimp above Gotham City is actually a really cool set piece. It is I great, yeah. I thought that looked really cool. Batman is really fucking lucky, dude, that those goons landed on like an awning and yeah. a tree. Oh, I'm jumping out of a window onto a tree. Yeah, like he tried to save one of them. I think it was Anthony and Anthony landed on the awning and then he didn't even bother to save Nigel. Nigel just freaked out. He's like, the prison walls are closing in on me. And he just jumps out the fucking window. And usually in this show, when someone's near death, Batman, like they do a close up on his face and he's like, <gasps> cause someone's about to die and they don't in this doesn't care. He's like, Nigel, no, <laughs> Anthony, no, and as I said, he's, he, he spouts the famous line, I am vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman. Um, but what I really never have given this enough credit for, because I always focus on that line, is the animation of Thomas Wayne turning from like a normal giant mm. dude into a red-eyed skeleton. Like I think that's pretty fucking haunting for a cartoon to do that. Um, there, was a, there was quite a few haunting scenes in this where I was like, what if I... Fear episode... Yeah, I know, but just for a cartoon to go that dark, I thought was really good. Um, I thought Scarecrow's escape vehicle was pretty fucking cool. I thought that was super Batman sixty six and kind of lame. That like, the glider, I like, like the I glider. Don't, I, I will escape with this built-in glider. I'm like, oh, so you're a professor and an engineer that you were able to build that and put it in there. And also, why is it like uh, a Leonardo da Vinci like first flight? Uh, oh it was that wasn't it yeah. yeah it really was that i thought it would have made a good toy but uh clearly not because uh they I never made it. that toy. <laughs> yeah. um so towards the end batman exposes scarecrow to the gas and comes out of the shadows and frightens him so much that he surrenders immediately i love when scarecrow goes no and batman goes oh yes it was like really like kind of like pornographic where he's like it was oh yeah. yes oh yeah <laughs> Stop fucking him. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> You're going to look at something else that's pretty scary as well. Um, so, <laughs> Scarecrow, we cut to um, Police Commissioner Gordon's office, and he's, Scarecrow is found left hanging from the ceiling fan, and um, Bullock being like, I'll bet my badge on it. And then, the I badge, love jam. Yeah, I like all of that. And I was like, you're going to take his badge then? Or are you just going to let him slide on that one? Um, and then we end with probably one of my favorite orchestrated pieces of music in this whole show is just Bruce at the grave of his parents and like laying down the roses. Mm. And it's just like the Batman theme, but it like it's almost like cascading and it's got these bells that are tolling. And I just I really love that. piece. I love, I love the way Bruce looks in that scene as well with the glasses and the black. Uh, yeah. Uh, trench coat uh, oh, trench coat and I, li- I like the animation of his hair blowing in the wind it feels very tom like that whole thing felt very tom mcfarland to be honest yeah I, I can see that yeah and also this whole episode has been very 66 but that is like true animated series right there yeah. where it's like oh this is serious stuff and they're taking it seriously uh yeah i thought the episode had its merits not one that i would call great um it wasn't bad by any means, but there's so many other better Scarecrow episodes to come that I'm like, this doesn't feel like the Scarecrow that I know from this show. Hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to those other ones. I wonder what episode we're going to come across and we're going to go, now we're in Batman the Animated Series territory. You know, as oh, we watch. Uh, the, like I said, the first one is very Batman the Animated Series. That's true, it is. Yeah, you're right. Um, all right, moving swiftly on to Love That Batman. Love That I got my choice. I remember when I saw it, I was like, yep, that's it. But I actually, no, I actually have two. Okay. Because I had my choice. And then like right at the very end, there was another one where I was like, oh, I love that. So for anyone that doesn't know what we're doing, every time you watch an episode, Batman is so cool. And there's so many great visual elements in the show where Batman is doing Batman stuff that we've decided to select one from each episode and say what was our favorite moment. So would you like me to go first? Because maybe mine is the same yep. as one of yours. I'm sure it is. I mean, look, nine times out of ten, I'm choosing Batman fully in the shadows. Me too. And it's when Scarecrow is exposed to the gas and he's backing up and Batman is just standing there like a fucking statue silhouetted in the dark and he doesn't even move when scarecrow bumps into him he's just this hulking statue i love so it. that was my choice i saw it and i went oh yeah that's instantly my choice but something happened at the very end of the episode when bruce wayne walks off his shadow is the shape of Batman. <gasps> and, I was, oh! and i was like i was like that was beautiful and oh! i was like i'm taking that i'm putting the, my next batman book i draw because that's oh i love that all right, you win this week's Love That Batman because you made this a uh, competition, this segment. So <laughs> I win. <laughs> you win. Um, okay, our next segment is Riddle Me This, William. <laughs> have we already said that? Like, yes, we said that okay. multiple times. It's been since the start. Riddle Me This, William. Okay. Focus, focus, focus. But you'll still have to answer the riddle. I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. <laughs> all right, so this segment describes... Uh, well, not describes. This segment has multiple questions that I'm going to ask my brother to make sure that he's paying attention. So, question one. Riddle me this, William. 
What is the security guard's greatest fear? Spiders! Arachnophobia! Well done! Question one completed. Arachno what? <laughs> Didn't you see that movie that came out of the 90s, you idiot? Um, which actually, I guess, came out after this episode. What fictional character does Bullock call Batman in the vault? Has to oh. do with his origin as well. Zorro? Yes, Zorro is correct. Oh. He goes, Zorro over here, and then turns around and Batman's gone. Question three. What was Jonathan Crane a professor of at the university? Specifically, it's quite it's quite broad. So the study of fear and fear fearness. So yeah, it's he was a psychologist. Yeah. And what was his what did he specialize in? Fear. And for... Spokums. <laughs> that says it on his diploma. <laughs> you graduate um, with honors. Got a doctorate in fear and spookums. <laughs> uh, it is fear and phobias is okay. what he specialized in. <laughs> That's <Fog. right. laughs> Question four. What does Dr. Long see when gassed by the fear toxin? My hands have turned into skeleton hands. I thought of you. This is a strangely specific fear. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's getting old. No. No, because he is old. He is old. I'm get... constantly suffering. There must be, there must be... <laughs> there must be a fear of like... After you die, like, rotting away. And... People have a fear of skeletons. Uh, yeah, I guess it just must be fear of skeletons. But becoming a skeleton, he's like, my hands! <laughs> just yeah, like... that, that's a reasonable fear. Yeah, true. Uh, and question five, last question. What is the name of Jonathan Crane's chemical business? Chemical business? So Batman, at the end, has a list. There's Star Labs, there's Axis Chemicals, and then he decides to pick out one he says analyze people associated with the university and the computer finds the connection between jonathan crane and a chemical business on that list it's a very easy name it's blank chemicals <laughs> your brain <laughs> the way your eyes are moving search my mind i must remember access no not access chemicals it's so simple Scary. Spokums. No, that would be so funny if it was like, scary, fear-inducing chemicals. Spokums. Uh, it is Crane Chemicals. Oh. oh, so he just ran his own chemical company. Yes, he just named his own. While he was a psychiatrist. That's why I was like, why does he need all this money? If he, well, Maybe he wants to fund his chemical business as well as defund. Must be fucking the, loaded. He must be loaded. Why yeah. does he need funding? I'm sure he can fund it himself. I live on a 96-acre farm. I'm loaded. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think you got... Uh, let's say you got four out of five there. I'll give you that the... That's like my usual go-to. Usual go-to, yep. Yeah. Um, all right. And our final category of the day is what you're doing with your life buddy what are you watching what are you listening to are you reading anything what is your entertainment right now still on a major vinyl kick yeah uh, been i finally cataloged all of my vinyls and found what prints they were etc i have a very expensive first print of the white album by the beatles and Abbey Road, which were owned by our mother, which is very nice to own. She could, she took very good care of them, so they're in very good nick. Nice. Um, I've been playing Mario Golf, 
I've been, what have we been watching? Oh yeah, we just watched all of that. Sh- well, we we watched. Um, but, 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 but. Uh, what's it called? Silicon Valley, which was all right. Very funny at points, but also just like it's just constantly the. It's like the show is just roadblock. It's like we're trying to do something. Roadblock, roadblock, roadblock. Right. And it, after a while, you're like, all right, it's been five seasons. Like, let's get going. Like with something. But every episode is like constant roadblock. But it was a very funny show. I would recommend watching it. Um. And we've been watching a lot of movies from the nineties, baby. Just yeah, you have random. You? And we, me and my wife, were on this weird kick where we will go on uh, Netflix and we'll search like ninety, and then all these movies will pop up. Like we we were lucky with seeing Sleepers for the first time last time, where you know that random movie about people that got uh, abused and then grew up and got major revenge, which was yep. really good. Um, I watched Copland with, with uh, Stallone, Robert De Niro, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Harvey Keitel, and a few other people, which was like about a, a guy who was a sheriff in a town of of police that work in New York City, and there's corruption, this, that, and the other. That was good. Uh, and then we also just watched uh, The Rainmaker with um, what with Dennis Hopper? No, no, not Dennis no. Hopper, Dustin Hoffman. No. You're thinking oh. of Rain Man. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Dennis Hopper, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman? No. Rainmaker, um, it's a courtroom drama with Danny DeVito. Um, uh, what's his name? Matt Damon. Uh, Mickey Rourke. Uh, the main guy from Jaws. What, Roy uh, Schneider? Roy Schneider. Uh, Angelina Jolie's dad. Oh, uh, John Voight. Yeah. Wow, good job. That's Thanks, a man. hard one to remember the name of. <laughs> I only know it because of Anaconda, because oh, I watched yeah. that movie a lot back in the day. Um, and it was really good. It was just a good courtroom drama. Nice. Sounds it was, good. It was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, and then somebody famous did the score, but the score was terrible. Was it like Danny Elfman or something like that? No, I can't remember who it was, but it was like they used like an organ for... Um, Matt Damon's character. Rainmaker, the name of this movie? Yeah. All right, let me have a quick look. Keep on talking about the movie. They used an organ for um, Matt Damon's character, and it just did not fit it at all. And then, like, someone else's character, it was, like, a a Spanish guitar. Like, it was, like, really strange choices for instruments for people. I don't really... I mean, I know of this guy, but I wouldn't say he's a super famous composer. I, I looked up his back catalogue and he's done a lot of stuff elmer bernstein yeah um let's see what we got here soundtrack holy shit there is a lot of stuff here jesus christ a plethora of films he's he died um in 2004 as well name some of them so people know who are listening well the thing is is that it says like soundtrack once upon a time in hollywood and stuff but he was dead by then so maybe it was like a song that he composed that was or like ghostbusters afterlife but again he was dead so let's go uh, he composed ghostbusters the movie oh shit that's yeah. why that's why he's credited in there okay well that's pretty that's pretty big um and a few other really big movies he was the composer for um, well, his some is uh, honorary things is, is like Wild Wild West, uh, The Magnificent Seven, To Kill a Mockingbird. No, yeah, he's done uh, the guy oh, from Heaven. Done. Yeah, he the did, score yeah. was not good in this film, but it was a really good courtroom drama. It was about um, uh, Matt Damon, who was just passed the bar exam. It's his first case, 
and he's protecting this kid who has leukemia and he was under insurance to get treatment for it with a 90% survival rate and his insurance company refused to pay out his treatment. So he died. Oh shit. And the courtroom drama is about them figuring out like who's responsible. Who's responsible and stuff. And it was, it was really good. Like I, I, I recommend it. There's a love subplot that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. And also Mickey Mickey Rourke's character in it has nothing to do with it. But I've kind of been enjoying this, like, in the 90s, they used to, uh, there was a lot of uh, book adaptations being done. Yeah. And instead of being, like, three-act structure, which everything does, they would still kind of do, like, a book structure where it's like, oh, in chapter one, this character's introduced. It's like, and then we never see him again for the rest of the fucking thing. You're like, <laughs> all right. Like, like Mickey Rourke was what? like this... <laughs> In the movie, Mickey Rourke was like this lawyer that gave him his first job, uh, but then he was like investigated by the mafia, and you think like, oh, this is going to come back and bite him in the ass, like you know, because as a, as a writer myself, I'm like, oh, you planted the seed that this guy's going to be a problem later on. This is why he's here. Nope, he gets caught by the FBI, runs off, and then they call him in like Mexico one day, and <laughs> he, he helps them out with like the case quickly. And I'm like, oh, that's why he was in this. All right, thank you, Moving skinny, skinny pre muscly Mickey Rourke. Um, well, I'm glad you've been going down the uh, deep 90s courtroom drama. Yeah, we got hole. a few others lined up that I'm looking forward to seeing. But my wife's about to go uh, on a trip soon, so I'll be bald by myself. <laughs> but I've, made, I've been making a list of random stuff I need to watch while she's gone. Oh, let's hear the list. Because I'm still not working yet. Uh, this is a really random list. I put down... The Rambo series, because I've only seen one Rambo movie. I've never seen any Rambo, so that'd be interesting. I think I saw the third one because I watched it at university in a war movie class. Okay. Uh, Deer Hunter, never seen it. I've never seen it as well. Is that with uh, Ben Affleck? No, that's with um, Christopher... Uh, no, what's his name? It's it's Robert De Niro and uh, the the guy... Christopher Walken? Um, Christopher Walken, that's it, yeah. Right. That's the famous Russian roulette movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why am I, there's a Ben Affleck movie with, like, deer in it, or reindeer games, I think, or something like that. Right. Escape from Alcatraz, never seen it. Uh, neither have I. The Clean Eastwood. Exorcist 3, I've never seen it. Neither have I. The Faculty, I've never seen it. Oh, the Rodriguez movie. The movie that I said to you, like, I think I might be in The Matrix because... Someone has planted, like, <laughs> how did I not know about a Robert Rodriguez movie when I was the biggest Robert Rodriguez fan when I was, like, 12 to 15? And I had this poster. You had this poster in your room, so I was like, someone's gone into my memory, planted <laughs> that poster on the back of your door when we grew up in America, and it's just, like, been like, no, you do know about this movie. <laughs> um, Clear and Present Danger. I've never seen any of those uh, Harrison Ford. Neither have I. Early to mid-90s. I'm have you seen The Fugitive? Gun. Never seen The Fugitive. That is, I watched now, that last year. Are all year. these movies connected, or did he just have no, a string he, of three years where he was there the is, same guy? There is one or two where he plays Jack Ryan, which is the famous Tom Clancy character. Oh, so these are Tom Clancy stories? Some of them are. Okay. Some of them are not. Like, Air Force One is not. Have you seen that? Nope. Get off my plane. With, uh, yeah, no, I've never seen any of them. That's a good, I like that. And I like I watched um, the Fugitive last year for the first time and enjoyed it. I thought it was good. So yeah, it's worth checking out some of those old Harrison Ford '90s action movies. I've got Swingers. I've never seen it. I've seen that. Yeah, it's going to be quite dated now, but yeah. 
Goodwill Hunting. I have never seen it. Are you serious? Yep, it's one of those movies that everyone's like, "What? Wow, you wow. went to school and you watch a lot of movies." I'm like, "Yep, just never seen." It's a good the movie. Apples or whatever they say in that movie, right? They talk about apples <laughs> at some point. <laughs> How you like them apples, motherfucker? One, yeah, yeah. And then the last one on my list is Monster Squad, which I have never seen. What's that? It's a movie from the 1980s, and it's like the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, Mummy, Dracula, Frankenstein. Oh, so this was like kids. their dark universe before they made the dark universe. But it's it's like combined with kind of like um, uh, what's that movie where with all the kids, the Spielberg movie. Hey, you guys. Oh, the Goonies. The Goonies, yeah. Uh, it's like <laughs> Well done for naming the one line that I'm like, yep, I can... Because I've never seen the Goonies. And it's people, like, people freak out when I tell them that, some I've of seen, my mates. Yeah, well, I've seen the Goonies. It's a good movie. Yeah, I should check it out. Um, it's kind of like, apparently, the Goonies meets, you know, that. It's a very famous movie for people that were grew up in that time. i never seen it. The 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 costume designs of like the mummy and the Christian the Black Lagoon look fucking awesome. So that's why I'm like, all right, I'll give it a go just on the back of that. Right. Well, it seems like you got a good list. A very, as you said, very random list. Well, um, I, I've always anytime I realize that I haven't seen a famous movie, I try and check it off my list. So what are you gonna try and watch first on that list? Depends on what I'm in the mood for, but if I was gonna start with one. I would probably start with Monster Squad. Okay, cool. Because it's just light. Um, and then maybe Escape from Alcatraz. Well, when your wife goes away, sometimes it's for a couple of days, and other times she's like, I'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> so you might she's have... Not, she's not booked uh, anything back yet, so we will find out. <laughs> You're going to be like, I've watched all the Rambos three times. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that she's put enough fucking spicy chicken balls in, in the freezer. <laughs> last me like eight days and then you're gonna starve these spicy chicken balls you could only get at new year's that i've like really fallen in love with you really did yeah you ate i love how each of us tried one we're like oh those are quite spicy and you're like anybody want any more and we're like no i'm okay and then you're like (laughs) no they were no they actually put out specifically because you guys all had fish and other stuff yeah that's true they weren't meant for you but they did go quite quickly spicy spicy um what i'm watching i just watched the film uh she said which is a recent film uh, i watched it last night well this is about the um you're making me feel like i've never before i wouldn't i wouldn't sing this song with the context of this movie but she said i don't even know what she said i don't know i was when i was a boy so what do you think this movie's about? Everything went What do you think this movie's about? She said... Oi! Uh, it's about John Lennon writing the famous song, She Said. No, it's about Harvey Weinstein and his assault on all of the women. Oh, it's literal Me Too. Yes, so you're singing this song. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm oh, because like Harvey Weinstein's like, and you're making me feel like I've never been born. Oh, um... It was it was very good. Uh, it has Oscars written all over it for sure. It I think has Oscars. Oh, so it's a newer film. Yes, it's a recent film. Um, do they do the bit where he pretends like he's severely injured and hobbles into the courtroom. On no, stage? they they. Sh- it's all about the New York Times, uh, the two women that actually investigate him, the investigation itself, and how they the article that takes him down. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny if it won a fucking Oscar, like 
where Harvey Weinstein used to attend and like you know win as a producer and stuff. That's like true. That. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, really, like we all know about Weinstein and what he did, um, but to watch it and to go through it and get some of the details and get some of the backstory on some of these victims uh, was really interesting and really entertaining. True, and... we, we all do know about Weinstein, but we don't. I mean, a lot of us are not educated in who these people actually were, right? Yeah, and it was really good to 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 know that and to learn that through this movie. Really well acted. Um, Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is in it. Like, oh, he's, yeah? he's the guy that runs the New York Times, and he's so, like, he's so Captain Holt at points where he's like, Harvey, I don't have time for this. Goodbye. And he just, like, hangs up the phone. I'm like, ah, oh, oh, that was Captain a good Holt. Robbie Robinson. He would be a really good Robbie Robinson. You're right. Spider-Man. And a Lucius Fox. Oh, it would be a great Lucius Fox. Yes. Oh my God, I love that. Um, so yeah, Bruce, I watched Bruce. I built you your new Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> it has rockets in the front and the back. Um, so I, I watched Vindication. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched that. I started watching this show called Treason on Netflix, which stars. Oh, I tried to watch it. It was so poorly written. It was. I so agree. Bad. I agree. We gave it two episodes and three episodes, and we're like, we, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. We were on our phones. The moment, we were like, she, the moment she was like, "I'm going to blackmail you because all of like the hints you've been getting is because of me," so you people are going to think that you're not that good. I would, if I was him, I would have been like. That's yeah. really dumb. You've got yeah. nothing on me. Go for all, it. All you've done is proven like that you've just been like it's if I bring this in, guess what? I will get promoted because I stopped I agree. the terrorists. So I agree. You fucked up. Yeah. We we gave up after like episode two or three. And I don't know, like it has the potential. Also, my wife was watching it. She's like, I'm sorry, but Charlie Cox just always looks like he's blind to me now. <laughs> like, it's like Charlie, meet my eyeline. <laughs> Sir, your car's over here, and he's just like, like, "What?" It's amazing what he could do, given that he's blind. <laughs> yeah, so we gave up on that. And then the other thing is, uh, once a year, my girlfriend and I watch Lord of the Rings because she is a massive Harry Potter fan, not a big Lord of the Rings fan. She also cannot believe the runtime of these extended editions, which is the only version to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really gave it a go. Like last year, she was mostly like looking up and I'm like, Gandalf's dead. She's like, oh, sorry, Gandalf. And then I like, went back to her phone. This year, she was asking questions. She really wanted to understand like the lore because she's such a Harry Potter fan. She knows so much about that series. And she knows that I know a lot about Lord of the Rings. So she's like, all right, I want to give him the same type of attention that he gives me for Harry Potter because I like Harry Potter just fine but i like it mostly vicariously through her and like i ask her questions just so i can be like hey so when this happened you know what did it mean here or what's this character like in the books so she was doing the same thing for me but she was just like you could see the the glaze just go over her eyes after i was like and then in rohan which is the second kingdom of men and she's like huh (laughs) like what and she lost it when she was like so the main bad guy's name is saruman i'm like which bad guy are you talking about she's like the eye and i was like no that's saron and she's like wait <laughs> saron and saruman really, really badly named characters yeah and the only way i could re- make her remember i was like the m in saruman stands for magic because he's a wizard <laughs> she's like that actually works well, saron was once upon a time a wizard himself yeah he was 
Um, so yeah, we right? watched. Wasn't he? Yeah, he. Well, he's like head of the wizards, right? He's like yeah, yeah. And he tricked them all into making the rings, and he took them. No, yeah. that's Sauron. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I think you said Saruman. Saruman has. No, no, the... I know who Saruman is. Yes, and he he's has the Lee, the biggest badass ever lived. And he has an M in his name, so I said for magic. M I is would say for, for man, right? Saruman. No, because but... he's not a man. He's a wizard. He's still and... a man, though. No, he's not. They're different. They're not the same. Oh, yeah, that's right. They come from comets from the sky. Yes. <laughs> so dumb. Um, but yeah, they're different. They live longer. They live like 300 years or longer. They're not men. Um, that's true. They do live. Mo- yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yes. So Sarah Mon has M for magic. So I said wizard and she managed to remember that. So then she was like, okay, Sauron's the eye. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, yes. It's, it is confusing at points. And she was like asking questions and she was like, well, that doesn't really make sense. And I was like, no, nah, I guess it doesn't. <laughs> but fuck it, we're Talking watching it. I don't know, like um, some of the ring stuff, like why does it um, not affect Bilbo like it affects Gollum? Like I know Gollum had it for 500 years and he's a different person. But Gollum doesn't age because he has the ring, and he had it for 500 years. Mm-hmm. Bilbo doesn't age because he has the ring. The moment the ring leaves Gollum, he stays the same age. But the moment the ring leaves Bilbo... Because he had it for so long. So the residual it's the effects. Of, it's the residual effect. That was the only reason I could think. I said that, and she's like, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. But she's like... Not- well, Gollum had it for... for thousands of years, right? Or hundreds Five, of years. 500 years, yeah. Yeah, and and... Bilbo only had it in the total of what, like 70? 60, 65, yeah. yeah. That's a huge difference. That is a difference, yeah, okay. You know, he had it nearly 10 times as long. Do you think he would have ended up just being a disgusting little creature Absolutely. like Gollum? That's crazy. Imagine, like, going over to Bilbo's one day and he's just like, ah! <laughs> just like this little, like, hairless, naked, skinny thing. Oh, that would be so weird. I'd be like, all right, we were just popping over for tea, but you can see you're busy. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so we, I mean, she enjoyed it for the most part, but um, yeah, she's like, we're going to wait another year. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay, we'll wait another year. I've, <laughs> I I couldn't even try to watch them with my wife. I had a period where she would like have a bath and I would watch them and she'd come down and she'd just start making fun of whatever was going on on the screen. And but you always, like to make fun of stuff, always, don't you? Yeah, I know. But I love, you know, when you when you care for something, it's a bit harder to make fun of. Or like she'll just start talking to me doing a bit that I like really want to hear. You know, it'll be like uh, my favorite scene, which is Helm's Deep. And she'll be like, so... Um, for supper tomorrow, do you want this now? Be like, shut the fuck up, God damn it! Yeah, there was a few scenes where I was like, you might want to look up now because there's something that's about to happen. Um, so that's yeah, why I don't I don't force any of the things I'm into on on my wife personally because well, I'm um, not forcing her. She I just don't, watch it. I just don't. I won't enjoy it as much if I like. I'd rather watch something with somebody that's into it. Yeah, and rather than someone to just like appease me, like that's no, that's no, like, no. I mean, she, the reason why she's like, like I'm like I'm going to watch Jaws this year, as you and I both watch Jaws every year, and she she rightfully fucks off. She's like, all right, well, I'm I'm not going to see that for the long time. Rightfully fucks off. No, she's going to watch something somewhere else. Yeah, no. Um, it's it's interesting. I like when someone's like 
I want to watch this. I want to give I want to give it another go. Like, I like that. I'm like, okay. But then we get into the meat of it. And I'm like, "Mm, I wish I didn't agree to this. (laughs) But then there's other times where I'm like, she's watching this and she's enjoying it. We watched Two Towers. If if I was watching with somebody and they were just on their phone and stuff and not paying attention, I would just turn it off. Well, I'm I'm not going to go that far. But yeah, I'm, I'm talking about me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why that's why your wife doesn't watch shit with you. Exactly. Because <laughs> she goes on her phone and you're like, that's it! Everything's off! Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bed! <laughs> to watch Lord of the Rings. To watch Lord... Don't with interrupt! My, with my dog. Don't you dare ask me what I want to eat. <laughs> oh, you know the answer. It's spiced chicken. <laughs> Uh, all right, but I think that closes out what you're doing with your life. So is there anything you want to add before we jet off? Just please check out my book that's going to be launching in Kickstarter or on Kickstarter March 1st. Uh, I don't have the site up yet, but you can go to speechcomics.com. And on that website, you can check out what we're going to be bringing to you with little previews, this, that, and the other. And if you sign up for our newsletter, then you will be eventually sent a preview version of the book along with updates about the book so there we go very cool yeah and yes indeed you do so go check that out um and for me if you guys want to support me go follow chef alex robson on youtube and um uh, what's another famous tiktok <laughs> like what's another one um where i'm doing lots of cool stuff with other brands like the oven company uni that uh, i use for my pizza company and all sorts of fun videos and involve pop culture as well and food so go check those out um all right well that's all the time we've got for this week join us next time where we'll continue talking all things batman the animated series until then i've been alex robson I have been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance. We are the night. We are a podcast. Toodles! Goodbye. (laughs) What is that? Raspberry iced tea. Ooh, that's that's my fave. It's the wrong podcast. (laughs) and a rare occasion when i went out to the shops with my wife because that's our deal i fucking hate going to the shops so we stopped me from ever having to do it but i had to go out you you literally don't go to the shops because you don't like to go because i hate people people and oh people in supermarkets are cunts (laughs) standing in the aisles talking to each other coughing People, oh, I remember one of the last times I went, someone was like, that's you, and touching all like the clothes in the two section of Sainsbury's and was like, <laughs> oh, I've got such a terrible cold. I just had to get out of the house to make myself feel better. I was like, you are the worst <laughs> human alive in Britain. Do you think that's like if you got sprayed by Scarecrow's fear toxin, that would be your greatest fear? Just everyone sneezing around you? Yes, and it like, would be. I yeah, have a code. Yeah, it probably would be. <laughs> Why do I keep getting this pop-up? Unable to establish secure connection to Zoom. I don't care. I'm talking to my fucking brother. Fuck off! <laughs> what do you mean? We have a very secure connection right I'm now. Gonna, I'm just going to literally scroll that off the screen. Anyway. Yeah, I, I she's injured her shoulder recently, so I've been helping with stuff and when i go to the shops more money is definitely spent because i buy a lot of fun things not practical (laughs) like we need this to survive so i saw a giant bottle of raspberry iced tea and i went yeah i put that did a little jolly dance towards the uh 
the trolley and then did a little little spin and then put it in. <laughs> little spin and put it in. Is that your move with her? That's a, well, a sex <laughs> night as well, man. <laughs> Just do a little spin and then put it in. <laughs> little spin and put it in. And it all ends with a nice raspberry iced tea. <laughs> do the helicopter with it. Oh god. <laughs> just the, I was just at the gym and I was listening to your uh, lifting nostalgia playlist on Spotify that you made. Oh, I made that years ago. I know. And I was in like mid lift and I was feeling pretty tired. But then Shawn Michaels, I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy, sexy boy. I'm not your boy, Ty. Boy, Ty. It was amazing. And I was just like strutting around the gym like, yeah. <laughs> Is it a bicep day? You're like, I got the looks. Oh, oh, I know I'm sexy. <laughs> it was really great. It was good fun. It's a good playlist, man. I give you credit. It was a good I don't, fun I, don't even, I know it's got wrestling and Disturbed on it. That's what I remember. Yeah, I have Disturbed uh, a few, one of those. It had Limp Bizkit, it had Nookie that came on. Oh, right, like, nostalgic right. lifting. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's full of, like, new metal. Yes, and, like, yeah. te- 2000s, like, punk rock stuff. Yeah. Not punk. What would you call it? Is it new metal? Is that what the, that... New metal. N-U metal is what, like, it's a pretty broad right. uh, uh, umbrella term for, like, any sort of slightly hardcore mix with the hip-hop of the early 2000s. Now, does 90s. N-U stand for anything, or is it, like... Probably. I, I don't know. Because I was going to say, they're just, like, new metal, but let's spell it N-U. What a cunt. I don't know. Shall we look it up? Yeah, sure. What does NU for new metal stand for? Because if it really is just like new metal, we're cool, we're hip. We don't. Well, that would it. make sense for that time period. Yeah, I guess. But looking back now, it's like what a bunch of twats. New metal is uh, sometimes called agro metal. I've never heard anybody ever call it that. Agro metal. Oh my it's god, a that... subgenre of alternative metal that combines elements of heavy metal music with elements of other music genres, such as the hippity hop. Alternative rock, <laughs> funk, industrial, and grunge. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. New metal rarely features guitar solos. I guess that's true. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It, yeah, it never does, does it? Uh, artists such as Corn, Limp Biscuit, Slipknot, and Kid Rock, Roach, <laughs> Stain, Puddle of Mud, POD, Linkin Park, etc., etc. No, well, hang on, history. I want to see why it's called it. <laughs> this is this the, i should never have let you go off on a tangent here because now you're just going to delve deep into new metal and what it stands for who who created it bam describes as neo metal neo metal paid the way for new metal new metal is often this way but yes i know why is it called it i'm gonna have to separate why is it called new metal I bet everyone. New stands for new in the musical genres, as in N-E-W. So new jazz, all this stuff. Apparently, N-U is just a musical version of new. Oh, okay, and it doesn't mean new as in N-E-W. It does. Oh, it means that it's just spelled N-U. So, so what I'm... you said was pretty much correct. <laughs> it's a wank term. It's a wank term, but it's in music in general, not just for metal. It's been used before metal. Yeah, it's apparently for new jazz. I mean, what is new jazz? Just a few extra fucking notes. Do you think someone just couldn't spell it and they're like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, I meant yeah. I meant that." No, it's like old school you. Yeah, bro. No, I meant new metal. <laughs> I did oh, yeah. it on purpose. Like, and yeah. you, it's cool. You got a problem with that? That's me. That's what I like. 
I did it on purpose, I swear. (laughs) You're the dumb one. Well, you've never heard of new? That's like (laughs) a super old saying, bro. Fucking gaslighting like a cunt back in the day, wasn't I? Jesus. I got a new jacket, bro. No, any new jack, new dash jacket. Yeah, N-E-W, bro. This time it's N-E-W. Oh, that sounds lame. Yeah, (laughs) N-U jacket? (laughs) Oh, God. All right, well, after that, you ready to get started? New. New. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do a new podcast. All right. In three, two, one.